Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast, where our mission is to provide woodworking education for all levels and all types of woodworkers. To find out more about the Modern Woodworkers Association, visit us on the web at modernwoodworkersassociation.com or follow us on Twitter at MWA underscore national. Now to our host, Tom Iovino, Diami Palatki, and yours truly, Chris Adkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, the 67th edition of the Modern Woodworkers Association on their discussion about all things woodworking and cold temperatures. Yes, old man winter has gotten his grips into us right now. Um, let's introduce the usual panel from Frigid, Long Island, New York. It's Diami Palatki. Hi, Diami. Good evening, Tom. Hey, hey, tell me I... what the current temperature is there right now. Warm. Warm. I think now it's probably in the single digits, but uh, as a New Yorker, I don't care. That, that, I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear that. You sneer at the weather. I do. I scoff at it. <laughs> you sneer, yes. Yeah, you sneer. It, it, it's better to sneer than to scoff. Uh, well, maybe for, for the frozen tundra of Atlanta, Georgia, we're also joined by Chris. How are you doing, Chris Atkins? Good, Tom. How are you? I heard, I heard today was, what, 15 degrees in Atlanta? Mm, I don't know. It, it probably got down into the 20s. It's about... Looks like it's 18 right now, so I think it's supposed to be 10 or 11 in the morning. Yeah, you know, and and, and here in 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 Tampa Bay, it's probably what frigid 59 minus below (laughs) minus three below. (laughs) It's it's 59 degrees. Um, okay, enough of that. But then for Florida, you know, that's not beach weather, so we have to actually wear socks and closed-toed shoes. Um. You know, uh, the, uh, so we now the band's all here. I just want to let you know that um, with this episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast is sponsored by the Gorilla Glue Company for the toughest jobs on planet Earth. Guys, we've gotten through the holidays, and that usually means that we're usually starting new projects. So what's going on in the shop? Chris, take it away. Um. Yeah, so we, we made it through the holidays. Um, you know, it's actually kind of nice because um, for, for me, we – you know, I, I'm kind of between projects right now. So the past couple of weeks, I've had some time uh, just to spend a little bit of time in the shop. So got a couple of things I'm working on. Um, one of them is a live edge table that I've I've kind of fooled around with for a while, and finally uh, finally got the top flattened out and um, got everything laid out to put um, a couple of butterflies in. And I've kind of had a lot of delays um just in the design and deciding what i want to do with the the uh the top so i've really been spending a lot of time just sketching and just trying to come up with some ideas because it's a the the live edge top is kind of an oval shaped top um and Mm -hmm. so what i want to do is because of the shape of it i don't really want to put the legs up underneath the top because if i do it's going to make the base too small so what i'm thinking about is is actually pushing the legs and extending the the body of it past um, the the top a little bit into the oval, and then extending the legs up to where they're actually above the tabletop. Nice. And then kind of having like a floating tabletop in it, um, like I did a couple of years ago. I did a, a desktop like that, and no, so having would, something similar to that. You know, if it, with 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 the, you know, it'd be kind of cool having that whole you know, like the comparison between the straight edges of like a, a leg and then the, then the live edge of the table. It'd be kind right. of a good balance, you know, right. kind of kind of mixing it together. Well, it makes it a little more substantial, and it gives it a little more. Um, it it, it kind of balances out a little bit, I think, than just having that oval and then just nothing really substantial under it. And so it really pulls that top into it to kind of pull the legs out and then stick them up. And then I'll do. 
the the top is is walnut, and so I'll do probably like a maple or something like that, just to have like a real strong contrast. Chris, what kind of table is it? Is it a, an end table, a, a coffee table, a kitchen table? What what kind of table is it? Um, honestly, it's it's more like a like a sofa table is kind of what I'm thinking. And, and okay, not that I'll use it as a sofa table, but it's it's more of like you would think of as a sofa table. So I want but it's it not, more. It's not a dining room table where people need to pull themselves up. No, 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 no. It's 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 okay. more of a um. And and it'll be used probably more as like a hall table or something like that. I'll probably end up putting it in my office, honestly. Um, but I want it more of a linear type table. I don't want it to take up a lot of depth. Um, I want it just to take up a little more wall space. So that's that's part of it too. And and stretching it out with the legs out, kind of past it, it gives me more of a linear type table, and and not that kind of short, you know, stubby. And, so the, the legs will stick out past it on the ends? On the on ends. On the sides, per se? Well, like, okay. say say the end of the table is, you know, with the oval shape, um, the legs necessarily won't go out past the tips of the oval, but they'll mm-hmm. s- they'll set pretty close to that outside edge of the ovals, and, and they'll okay. be about the same width as the widest part of the oval in the middle. Okay. Um. So I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I've been really just playing around with a lot on that. Um, you know, Chris, I've, can I ask you something? Yeah. I noticed a couple of days ago on Facebook, you you actually posted a really cute picture of you and your daughters up on the table. Is that the same table we're talking about? <laughs> no, no, that's um, I I oh, did. It's a different one. Okay. No, the the table that Tom's talking about is um, is. It, it, it is a our living room table. We've got a um, coffee table in the living room that that I'd made, and and I I think I've posted this quite a few different times. It's a uh, chestnut oak, I think, is the um, the wood. We I've, I've never really truly known. It's it was a it was a piece of oak that actually came off of a piece of land I've got up in North Carolina that we had logged um, quite a few years ago. And there was, um, from from as far as I can tell, it's a chestnut oak that that was on it, and we logged it, and and I ended up just having it sliced up and and left it in the shop for years and years and years, and it it finally dried out enough, and so the slab is about, I don't know, I think that slab's three and a half inches thick. It was probably about four inches when I started, and I probably took about a half inch off of it, just leveling it out and flattening sure. it, and and then so I put some. Um, put some walnut uh, butterflies in it and epoxied, you know, any little imperfection in it and then actually had a um a steel base and and what I did I took some it was basically some S shape um like ornaments that were meant to go um in like a handrail, like a wrought iron handrail mm-hmm. and so they're they're you know hammer beaten really cool little ornament S shapes and then I took some the same thing some pickets that were hammered and just basically welded this whole thing up, so it's a it's a solid you know iron base to it with this big three and a half inch slab on the top. So so last, you don't want to move it around a lot. No, it's it's heavy and and I actually catch hell from my mother in law on this table because every Why? single time she comes and visits, um, the problem is is when I welded up these s's the the. The scroll on the S, the the outturn faces out on the bottom. Well, it's heavy and it's iron. The base is so. Every time she walks around this table, every time she comes and visits us, she hits her toe on the edge of this table. Isn't that just a sign for her to stay out of your living room? <laughs> 
Have you ever thought about some federal safety orange uh, day glow paint? <laughs> That's right. That's so, absolutely draw some attention to it. So I I uh, I catch hell about this table every single time that that she comes down, and 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 the girls. Uh, you know, for the first probably year of my my girls' lives, my wife made me put it upstairs in our bedroom to keep it away from them, and and then finally I said, you know, they're they're going to learn to adapt and they'll be fine. So they they've actually never had issues with it, but uh, but it is and a between the two of them, they only have three cases of stitches because of the table. So. <laughs> They learned pretty well, but but it, so so what Tom was talking about, I actually took um, so myself and 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 Izzy actually got up on the table uh, on Saturday. She was watching a movie and it and they had this dance in it. So Izzy and I got up on the table and was just acting silly, dancing on the top of the table. And so I said, "Look, you know, this is awesome. This table is strong enough to hold all of this, all of us, and let's just all get on the table." So the all of all four of us got on top of the coffee table and we're dancing on the top of our coffee table and so i snapped a picture of it and it's kind of funny and, and, and thus on facebook it was so. <laughs> i did I, I posted that on facebook and instagram and i don't know i guess i think i posted it maybe everywhere but <laughs> so so to answer your question it's not the same table but it's not the same table but it still looks good <laughs> yeah um so other than that um I have been, I'm actually talking a lot about the shop because I've actually been in the shop quite a bit lately. Um, I think I've made at least two more spoons the past couple of weeks. Hold on, before we get into that, before we get there, we're going to talk about what stuff we made over the break later. I'll talk about that later. That's fine. So if we're going to talk about what we... Those gifts, remember? Well, well, they are, these weren't necessarily all gifts. Some of these were, um, some of these were just me. Uh, experiment. They're selfish things for Chris. No, They're selfish I... things. I like selfish things. <laughs> oh, I'm all about selfish things. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. <laughs> okay, wait. I have to talk about one more thing before we, because these totally were not gifts. Um, but I probably will. I I have been tasked to make some of these as gifts before this weekend. So I guess that means I need to do it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I did. I have had in my shop for. I mean, I'm not in my shop, in my kitchen for probably, I don't know, 12, 13 years, something like that. Um, I made a set of spatulas, and I have used those for 12, 13 years now. And they're starting to split, and they're getting old, but I still use these things all the time. So um, so my wife looked at me a while back, and she said, why don't you make some more spatulas? Um <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, surprisingly, it's, it's a simple, easy, fast process to do. I mean, it took me literally, I made two spatulas in probably 20-minute time. You know, it's, it's, it's about all it really takes to, to do this. So well, why I never do this more often, I, I don't know. But I finally uh, made a couple of those, and the wife did task me to make some more. Um, but I, I've not actually seen them. I'm assuming they're made from a single board? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, it was, five quarter, it was a five-quarter board. Um, it's super, super simple. I mean, I basically take a five quarter board and I make one cut down one side of it to about say three sixteenths. And I cut that about maybe four inches, five inches deep. And then I turn it around and cut the opposite side of it at about maybe three quarter inches deep. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I just basically do two cross connections to, to do the slope in it so that you get the, the kind of angle in it. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but, um, 
and then it's pretty much just using a, a drum sander to kind of finish it out and kind of you know then i carve the handle out a little bit so um anyway i i posted that and that's that's kind of a cool little thing so i think i'll probably actually end up doing like a little video or something on that nice yeah that's enough and with that <laughs> Diaby, what are you doing i've had lots going on in the shop um just before the holidays um, uh, well, these aren't going to be in the right order in the show notes, but we'll deal with it. Just before the holiday, just before the holidays, I got my dust collector all set up. Um, and this is the one I've basically built out of pieces. I've got the plastic super dust deputy from Oneida. I've got the impeller and motor from a dust boy I picked up on Craigslist. I've got a filter from Win Industries, and I'll give a big shout out to Dave Win or Dick Win, rather, excuse me, Dick Win. He uh, he was a big help in helping me figure out which filter to get and how to set it up. But it's this really kick-ass pleated filter, um, and I've got a thirty-gallon drum I picked off of Amazon, and all put together. Oh, and the uh, the Dust Right hose from Rockler, the one that really expands and contracts. Yeah. Um, all put together. I, I got to run the total. I don't think I saved as much money as I was hoping when you compare it to a store-bought Cyclone, but it's a two-horsepower Cyclone, and it sucks like the devil, um, and I'm really pleased with it as a as a dust collector. Um, if you look at the picture in the show notes, uh, underneath the filter, there's a five-gallon bucket that screws on through this really cool special lid that they have, um, and the bucket is empty. Um, I can fill the collection bucket up with, with chips and basically nothing goes into the filter. The, uh, mm. the super dust deputy from Oneida does a great, great job of separating the chips from the dust. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I think I'll probably have to empty that bucket at the bottom of the filter once every couple of years, like more frequently than that, I will blow the filter out with compressed air just to keep the filter clear. But there's, there's very little other than microscopic particles getting to the filter. Mo- all of the dust. I'm, I think they say 99% something like that. I'm sure that's true. Like it's all going into the, uh, into the bucket. So all things being equal, it was cheaper than a store bought one though. As I said, not quite as much. I'm going to ultimately shoot a video about it and I'll do the math and I'll tell everybody what it actually costs in components. Um, it wasn't like, you know, $200 cheap, but it was cheaper than buying one. And uh, again, I'm just really pleased with the results of it. So I would I would encourage people to go out and kind of kind of mess around with it and make their own. And if you have a dust collector, the Super Dust Deputy from Oneida, though it's not cheap, it does a fantastic job of separating the chips. I think it's a it's a very worthwhile upgrade to any non-cyclone dust collector you might have. Mm. Um so that was the one thing and it was really nice cuz I used that over the holidays as I built other things. Um and uh, and it was just nice to have dust collection because I have not had dust collection since it got cold. Because if anybody remembers my old dust boy, I actually had two different dust boys. And I got them both off Craigslist years ago. The uh, the newer of the two dust boys was the one I was using. And I was simply exhausting that outside rather than having a filter. And that was great in the summer. And it just blew into my garden and it didn't matter and it was fine. Um, but uh, once I had to close the garage door because it started to get cold, I didn't have like, a filter yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't have a filter for it. So I was without a dust collector for like six weeks until I got this one up and running with the filter. And after having a dust collector, going back to not having a dust collector sucked. So I was quite pleased to get this one up and running again. Um, so that was that was one thing I got done in the shop. And that was just before the holidays. And then um, though it came in in between Thanksgiving and New Year's, it was actually only after Christmas that I got my uh, my new bandsaw set up. Um, I, got a, I got a Laguna 16-inch. And so far, it is cutting very sweet. I need to talk to Laguna. I got a little bit of tune-up 
I need to do on it um, to get it completely dialed in. But so far, I've cut out about a half dozen Pinewood Derby cars on it, and it's doing the curves and the shapes and stuff very, very well. So, so far, so good with that saw. And it's just, again, nice to have it set up because it sat in the shop for almost a month without even a blade on it because I just had other stuff going on. I didn't have the time to set it up. Um, and then finally, the Pinewood Derby is in two and a half weeks. So I uh, I was stupid enough to offer to rebuild the track for the pack. So that's what I've been working on the last week and a half or so in the pack is is rebuilding the Pinewood Derby track. And it's a bit of a mess because as I've learned looking into Pinewood Derby tracks since I started this project, I, I didn't bother to look into it until I – took nice. on the project that's good I um, like the way you're yeah approaching things yeah exactly um we have this weird hybrid track i found lots of tracks online where you build the entire track out of wood and i found lots of aluminum tracks that you can buy online and the aluminum tracks are outrageously expensive you're paying thousands of dollars for this this aluminum track but what we have is essentially it's a wooden track it's plywood with legs and stuff that has then aluminum tracks attached to the top of it so it's a a wooden frame and structure with aluminum tracks and at this point i think it would have been easier to build one from wood from scratch than to rework all the wooden components on this hybrid wooden aluminum one um yeah and the whole thing put together is 32 foot long so needless to say it doesn't fit in my shop each there's four sections each section is eight foot so i'm i'm tripping over this stupid thing um i have two sections right now joined together in the shop right now and you can barely walk around it so actually on friday uh my my co-den leader is coming over friday night and we're going to take it all to my office where we have a warehouse and can actually set the damn thing up and hopefully it'll be done on Friday. That's my goal. I don't know. I'm I'm talking to you guys rather than working on it tonight, so we might not make that. <laughs> but um, that's really but time tying me up. I worked on that for most of Christmas week. But uh, anyway, that that's what's going on in my shop. How are, how's your shop coming along, Tom? Oh gosh, um, I, I don't know if you've been following on my blog, but uh, but we decided that uh, Ron and I decided that it was time for a new bed. Um, we had, we had mentioned this for a while now yeah. and it was one of those things where it's like, you know, we finally get, you know, we had some time, um, with the holiday break. I usually take off the time between Christmas and new year's and I did this year and, um, you know, and I ended up, uh, ended up building a queen size, uh, bed with, uh, with, with storage underneath it. Um, and mm-hmm. I've got the, uh, and it started off with two large cabinets, um, that were, that were, uh, 30 inches wide by 80 inches long. It's a queen size bed. So it's 80 by 60. So by taking these two cabinets and then bolting them together back to back, I was able to make the full size of the bed frame. And then I built that headboard and footboard. And that was so, you know, you ever have one of those times in the shop where everything goes really, really well and you wonder what you've done wrong? No. <laughs> it happens to me like every so often. Yes. You know, the headboard and the footboard, I, I, I was like, I'm, I'm trying to puzzle out how I'm going to do it. And I got this idea in my head. I was going to do like stack two pieces of uh, wood as make it a post and then and then basically notch out where the headboard and the footboard were going to go, the, the plywood panel in the middle. And then um, and then just, you know, just, you know, brad the two pieces of wood together to make it like a, a double thickness and then just inset the, uh, the headboard and the footboard. And mm-hmm. I thought, there's no way this is going to work. And it was the fastest thing I'd done. And it was so simple. And I'm, I'm sitting there with a completed headboard and footboard on the bed thinking to myself, what did I do wrong? This is going to fall apart somehow. <laughs> And um, and it was just it's just amazing. It's like you know when that plan comes together. Old, you know, was it uh, the A team? Yeah, Hannibal. I love it when a plan comes. I love it when a plan comes together. I love it 
love it when a plan comes together. I couldn't believe how fast it was. And even Rhonda, she she came, she went out shopping, and she came back, and they were saying headboard and a footboard on. That's on awesome. And she's like, "What happened? <laughs> did you buy it?" I said, "No, I built it." <laughs> who so who came and did this? Really well. So um, so that was a good thing. Now I'm just in the final phase. I have to build six drawers. Um, you know, like I said, these are two uh, two cabinets that are joined together. So three cabinet, three drawers on each side. And then just put on the faces, and then I'm going to finish it with a water-based uh, stain and water-based poly in in place in the room because I didn't think to finish everything out of here in the garage and then try to assemble it. So um, we're going to finish it in the room, but with water-based, so there won't be any smells. So we're we're hoping that that'll work out pretty well. What do you have for floors in the room, Tom? Uh, we have we have laminate floors. Okay, so you can just throw something down underneath it. And yeah, we're gonna deal. we're gonna tape down some tarps and you know and and, and finish around it. it. It should it shouldn't be any problem. Again, if we did have the carpet in there, it would have been an issue. But uh, you know, we pulled the carpet out. Uh, I don't know about seven years ago with allergies and all. We just figured you know it's easier to maintain. Oh no! So I, that's I'm, what I'm. I'm, I'm with that. Yeah, so, so I mean, so that's what's been going on there. So it's all been, you know, it's all been cabinetry, and it's and it, it's funny, you know, like you know, people always talk about cabinetry just building boxes, and that's all it was, just kept building boxes. Now I have to build six more boxes, and then I'm done with it. So, so, uh, but you know, it, it was interesting. It's been fun, uh, you know, trying to get you know the the accuracy and trying to get the repeatability, and you know, again, you know, even with the two uh, the two cases. Um, I dated them all out and, you know, I, I cut everything the size and the moment of truth came I had the, you know, the bottom piece with the dados on it and I put in the dividers and I put the top on, I thought for myself, for sure, I'm going to be banging on this thing and cursing and screaming and hollering and that top just set right down into the dados. And again, I'm looking at like, where, where, where's it, where's it not fitting? Where's it not fitting? And it was right on top of it. And it was, it was beautiful. I just slid together. I'm like, this, this, this never happens to my projects. <laughs> Normally, I have to pull something out that's covered in glue and cut something, but this this one actually works. So, so well, you're I, saying I all this, you have six boxes to go. Don't jinx yourself. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's seriously, knock knock wood right there. So, I just don't want to. I don't want to ruin everything right now. So, but uh, but you know, it it, it it worked out, and and you know, and 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 the beauty about it was that Mrs. Iovino is happy with it. So, if Mrs. Iovino is happy with it, then 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 I, I must have done something right. But that's that's right. <laughs> That's, you know, a happy wife is a happy life, right? <laughs> That's right. And, um, and, and uh, just so you know, um, one, of the, the, one of the things I did use with it was Gorilla Glue. And actually, it's now's a good time. Um, we have, an, uh, we have a, an announcement from Gorilla Glue, um, a special, uh, special statement from them. Um, so let's roll that in there, Chris. You got it. This podcast is sponsored by the Gorilla Glue Company. With a full line of tough adhesives, tapes, and more, Gorilla can help you fix, build, or repair just about anything. Visit GorillaTough.com to learn more. Gorilla, for the toughest jobs on planet Earth. Nice. I don't know. I tell you, I love that ad and uh, and, and the guy announcing just, that. I was going to say, you just like that hearing guy, your own voice. That, 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 that <laughs> You know, I think we I think we need double his pay. We, we got to double that guy's pay. He does Nobody, nobody, nobody can do that well. Yeah, come on now. I mean, honestly, I mean, think about it for a minute. Okay, so uh, any blog post out there that might have piqued your interest? Yes, it's not Chris. in the show notes. Two things. Yes. Um, first, Dave not Dave. That, that is Knott's. in show notes. Yeah, that is the show notes. Oh, okay. I decided to do them in order. What, Sorry, go ahead. Um, Dave Knopf's, uh Everyone knows and loves him from modernwoodshop.com. 
He stopped that vlog many years ago, burnt himself out. We're sorry, Dave. We want to hear you podcasting again whenever you get a chance. But um, his current blog, lessordinary.net, it's essentially the really thoughtful musings about woodworking that he used to vocalize on the podcast. He's now writing. And his current one, Shock and Awe in the New Year, is about it's about design and appreciation and um and I think being a maker because he's talking about uh how how the furniture he makes doesn't quite get appreciated for all that goes into it but he compares it with a building site that he walks past every day on his way to work and about how it's taking them three years to build this this uh, skyscraper in Midtown Chicago and about how until he stopped and thought about it, he walked past this every day and never appreciated all the work that went into this construction site, even though it took them three years to build it. Um, and just about how if you're not in tune with the uh, with the craft of whatever is being built, you don't quite appreciate what it is. And I thought that was, that held very true. I like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a really good post. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes. But it's lessordinary.net is Dave's blog, and you you really need to follow it. Um, but then to to push Chris back for a minute and talk about one that's not in the show notes is, <laughs> I think many of us know um, Al Navas. I believe it was Sandalwoods. Yeah. Sandalwood. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Most of you probably have not heard from Al in, in a long time, and uh, of all places. I, I saw a post from Al in the Google Plus quilting community. What? Exactly. Did you say quilting? I said quilting. Now, as a maker of fine quilt racks, I belong to the quilting community because I figured on some level it might not be a bad idea to connect I, with some quilters. I appreciate that. We could, we could get some podcast listeners like that also, Dion. Yeah. Come on, let's play up on this. That might get us up to two. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um... Anyway, I'm just going through my Google Plus posts one day about a week ago, and I see a post from Al Navas. And I mean, I know Al, so it didn't strike me as odd that I was seeing a post from him. And then it took me a minute to realize that it was in the quilting community. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about? So I, I went back and forth with Al, and apparently um, he hurt, I believe it was his shoulder. And he's actually gotten out of woodworking, and I was I was very oh, sorry to hear. Wow. Yeah. He sold, he, he's apparently sold off his whole shop. Um I was very sorry to hear that, that he got out of woodworking because of the injury. Um, but I guess he's in crafty to, to begin with and needed something to do. So he's he's now quilting. And I've seen some of the stuff he makes for, I think he's been quilting for about a year now. And some of the stuff he makes is, I think, pretty damn good for, for a quilter who's only been quilting a year. Um, but I want to give him a big, a big, uh, big props and a shout out because he was really the one who introduced my quilt racks to this community. I've just been kind of there. I didn't want to just go into a quilting community and say, Hey, I build quilt racks and, and, and show them all. So I've just been kind of pl- trying to play the role of a nice social member and commenting on things and having conversations and not really pimping the fact that I make quilt racks. And he just stepped up and said, look, you guys need to see all these quilt racks. Diami makes. And, uh, the feedback from the quilters has been phenomenal that they actually appreciate the quilt racks. Um, so I just thought it was, I let everybody know what Al's been up to and, you know, so, very sorry to hear that he had to get out of woodworking because of the injury, but I'm glad he's okay. And, um, and thank him for, uh, for really sharing my work with the quilting community. I've been nice. really appreciative. Yeah. You know, and, and I got to say one thing about Al real quick is, is he, um, he's such an interesting guy. We, I, I remember Al, Al from back, um, I don't know, probably God, we, we, we hadn't been doing this long actually when, when we were, when I was kind of around a lot and, and he, uh, he's such a neat guy because he's so serious about what he does. I mean, he takes Absolutely. 
And, and, you know, and, and to be honest, I, I think that I, I really can say that I think Al influenced us because I, I remember watching Al doing a couple of, he had some Google plus, um, kind of hangout live sessions that he did. And, and I remember yeah, watching these. with Matt, with magazine producers. I don't yeah. hang out with the guys from and he working was, and pop woodworking. He was so serious about it that you go, you know what? We're just kind of goofing around a little bit, but. You know, maybe we need to, maybe we need to be in the middle somewhere. You know, let's let's so because because he was so serious about it, and it's like you know what, you got to have some appreciation for that, and and he really takes the stuff serious, and and I really hate to hear that that he's got out of the woodworking because I mean he was, uh, you know, he he really is a talented guy, and uh, and I really enjoyed having him as as part of the community. So uh, I'm I'm glad yeah. that he's. Uh, you know, even if he's not in the woodworking community, I'm glad that he's out there uh, doing something other he's passionate about. Good, yeah, he's and he's he's right in there with the quilters. The same same attitude and uh, and drive he always had. In Love out, yes. He's clearly got it right in there with uh, with the with the quilting. So, and so not to get it, a tangent on the quilting, I mean, but I, I don't follow the quilting community. I mean, when we're talking about quilting, what are we talking about? Like. Where they take squares and put them together to make something, or are we talking um, to make a quilt of all things, Chris? Well, it's I, kind of I, like I, a blanket. But I know, it's made but of smaller pieces. But but is it is it doing just squares of different colors, or is it doing like different designs? I mean, what 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 it's, are what are people it's doing? All sorts of things. It's ba- the fun, uh, now. I'm saying this is a woodworker who knows quilters. We're going to so teach some woodworkers some quilting if here. If quilters listening, I'm, I apologize us. I'm going to completely screw up this description. But basically, it's an assembly of squares, but <laughs> those squares are sometimes intersected by other shapes. Sometimes they're made up of other shapes. And I think that quilting is kind of like woodworking in that once you master the squares and the angles, a lot of quilters move into more organic and, and rounded shapes. Um, okay, at, you know, I, I'm going to stop you, and I'm going to blame this here. Wait, yeah. I'm going to blame this that we always drink while we podcast. So yes, <laughs> blame so, what? Nothing, nothing. Go ahead, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh. but no, it was a, it was a serious question. I mean, you know, you, you do you do appreciate other crafts and and how people. Um, people go about that so uh not taking anything away from that but but it's uh it's it's interesting I'm, no i'm glad to hear al's doing well yeah and i don't have it now but in the show notes i'll have a link of course he has a new quilting blog so i will put a link to that in the show notes has he bought a quilting rack from you uh he has not but i, I he doesn't need to he has he has done more promotion of my quilting racks than i have done and right now, thanks to Al, I'm actually working on a price to give a lady in Sweden. A Good for you. That's awesome. Get yeah. out. Love Get that, out. dude. We'll we'll have to see how that goes because it takes longer to build a quilt rack than it does a quilt. But uh, but we'll see. And it's it's a price I would not have given if it weren't for Al. So thank you, Al. And that's a conversation we need to have a little later in the show here about um, building things for other people. But anyway, mm-hmm. we'll finish up what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, so why don't you go on to your blog post that piqued your interest, Chris? Yeah, seriously. Are you mocking me? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm moving the show along. I'm not uh, mocking. I'm sorry. Um, you know what? I I um, I have, I, I think I've said this for a couple of episodes now, that I've been much more involved with Instagram 
and trying to uh, and I actually like that community. I I do. I really it's it's something that I have I like not the Instagram community. Very nice. <laughs> I haven't followed it very much and and I've kind of got into it lately and uh, I've kind of been on this Instagram kick for the past um uh, I don't know, probably month, month and a half, two months maybe. And um, and I've actually kind of enjoyed it. It's it's kind of a new new thing for me, but obviously it's not new for a lot of other woodworkers out there. And so when I was going through today, I was I was thinking about recording tonight, and um, you know as I'm kind of looking through some stuff, I'm I I see a, a post that comes up, and you know with with Instagram, it's basically based on a picture and stuff. Um, but you know I'm like, why not? Why not promote some of this stuff that's kind of cool ideas and stuff like that? So um, one of the things I saw today was um, a, a guy. It's at Arch Element. Um, guy, it's uh, does some woodworkings and stuff on there and um, got some some pretty neat work. He posted a he, he he basically posted a picture of of a sawhorse, you know, or you know, um, saw saw bench that that he's using that he's added some leather straps across the top of it. And, you know, it serves a couple of purposes. It can it protects the wood as it lays on top of it, and you can also kind of slide some some tools up under it kind of as its tool holder. So um, I don't know. I just thought it was a, a neat idea. And, uh, you know, what we try to do on here is, is share share ideas with, with, with other woodworkers and just thought that was a neat idea to share with you. It's it's pretty cool, and I, while I mocked it before, um, that was simply me being snide. <sighs> mocker, you mocked um, you mocked me, not the idea. Let's get that straight. That's absolutely true, and <laughs> let's I, totally I, get this to, straight. You'll have to forgive me because I can't tell you what classic movie this is quoted from, but you mock what you don't understand. <laughs> um, no one understands me, Diami. But here's the thing: is in the picture, you check the show notes, you see uh, uh, what appears to be a Japanese chisel and a Japanese saw. Kind right. of tucked underneath the um, the leather strap. Yeah. And why I I why are they tucked underneath the strap? Well, I, I mean, to to me, I took it as okay. You're you're working on. Yeah, I don't know. For for some reason, this this picture just appealed to me. And I think the reason it appealed to me is because I thought about you know how do woodworkers work out there? You know how do how do guys work out in their shops? And you know what? I've got a I've got a big Rubo bench that I've built, and you know it's the greatest bench, whatever. Blah 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 blah. And you you know you got a lot of woodworkers who have shops. I mean, you know, Dami, you've got the penultimate shop that you've been, you know, obviously working on for years. And Tom, you've spent a lot of time in your shop. No, uh, sure. But but what happens to a lot of these guys out there that's just getting started in woodworkers? You know, woodworking. So they're they're getting into their shops. They they don't have a lot. You know, they're starting out with some basics and stuff. So what are they working on? You know, maybe they're just working on on some saw benches. Maybe they've just got some saw horses in there and they're laying their stuff on there. So I don't know. It just for some reason it it appealed to me to think about somebody that's in the shop. They're new. They're they're working in the shop. They've got their boards laid out on there, and this is a way that 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 they can take their you know, a sawhorse that they're working off of, they can store their tools and still work off the top. It's just you know, me. You know, taken, taken from you that know, perspective, it, it, it actually is not worth mocking. I think that's actually a really good point that I'd fail to, to consider. You know, you, know, you know, Chris, I mean, that's an interesting observation. I mean, you know, we, we're actually, you know, coming up, believe it or not, on Get Woodworking Week. Yes. Get out. 
Get out yeah, of here. It always happens in February. So, and I think this year it's going to be part of the MWA as opposed to just the Tom's workbench endeavor. So, mm-hmm. I mean, talking about these kinds of projects makes me think, you know, get what we got. The whole idea right. is to get people started. So the ideas like this are actually going to be pretty cool. I just think it's, it's a cool idea that it, it almost makes, it, it's almost like, you know, with, with my Rubo and, and you're taking, you know, with this, the, the, I've got a split top Rubo, so you can kind of put some of your tools in the middle and stuff there and work. And it's like taking something that's as simple as a saw bench and, and still giving some tools storage and you're working your tool. I, I don't know. It's just, it's a neat idea that, that, that kind of gives people some perspective on no matter what you're working with, you can take this a little amount of, of just something as simple as a saw bench and actually create that to, to do multiple tasks. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I think about it now. I'm working on my third workbench. Yeah. The Nicholson I built is my third workbench. So, yeah, yeah it is kind of funny how that, how that kind of plays out. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's, you know, we start – you know, we 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 tend to as you as you get further and further into you know the the craft and stuff, you you tend to I don't want to say forget about, but you know you you move past that. And sometimes it's important to kind of look back and go and and things like that. To me, it brings up um, you know just ideas and and ways of doing things that's not necessarily in the in in what we say that you know you have to do. You know, you've got to. You know the the norm says you've got to to do this and this and this, but you know you don't have to. There's there's ways of going about it. So I don't know. Just it was just something that, that just kind of struck me a little bit as a uh, a positive idea and a, and a neat idea. You know, there's a lot to be said about that. So yeah. you know, definitely. Um, hey, uh, you know, some things that we're moving on. Uh, some other things that are coming up. Um, you know, now that we are in 2015, uh, it's also time to remind people the market market calendars because it's a couple of really good woodworking events coming up in this year um you know we always kind of look back on all the things we've done as we get later in the year but now here we are with the with the uh with the new year um in may i believe in mid-may sometime uh wood magazine's hosting its weekend with wood uh event in des moines actually at the uh, american publications headquarters so all the shops that you see in Wood Magazine are all the ones you're going to visit. And you're going to meet, you know, Jim Heavey, who's been on the show before, and Dave Campbell, who's been on the show before, some really talented woodworkers who produce a hell of a magazine. Yes. That they do. And Jim is well and, worth hooking up. And I mean, Jim, Jim alone is worth the price of admission. Th- that's one of the neat things about this, honestly, Weekend with Wood, is that it's actually on their campus. You know, we... we we really love going to some of these other woodworking shows, and and this is actually one that I haven't had a chance to go to, but I've I've always been fascinated with it because that it's actually on their campus. I mean, you actually get to see, you know, where they go in. You know, one of the things about Wood Magazine that's a little different, I, I think, at times is if if somebody submits a um, if somebody submits a project that they want to be in Wood Magazine. Um, one of the, th- the cool things about Wood Magazine is they actually build that project themselves. They go out and they build the project, and then they dissect the project and go, "How is this built? How is what's every component of this?" And um, and I think that's kind of cool. I mean, and so you actually get to go out to their their shops and to their their uh, you know their campus and actually uh, get to visit all that stuff during this weekend with Wood. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely yeah. it is. Now, um, now, also in September, at the end of September, 
there's also a uh, another event coming up uh at woodworking in america and this year it's going to be in kansas city missouri yeah that's pretty so, exciting new venue yeah new mm, should be interesting yeah i i um i was actually um I, I was pleasantly surprised you know I, I wasn't sure what they were going to do i mean last year um we were in uh winston salem yeah and for me i love winston salem because that's my home state um you know, it's actually not that bad a drive. My my wife and I, we've got some some friends up pretty close to there, so uh, so we actually went and spent the weekend up. And you know, I was yes, kind of curious as to how they were going to do whether they're going to do, you know, one in Cincinnati, one someplace else. So uh, yeah, I was I was pretty interested to see that they actually uh, went outside of Cincinnati for uh, two years in a row. Mm. Yeah, I, I would have guessed that they there's a good chance they were back in Cincinnati after last year, but. Yeah. Kansas City should be interesting, and I'm just pleased as punch that they actually picked a workable date. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, last um, year, uh, for for those just listening to the podcast, um, Diami actually um, it was during Diami's family yearly vacation. So no, it wasn't even. No, that. I'm sorry, no, it wasn't. See, it you're, was you're your confusing my my scheduling conflicts. You're right. It was your your Fine son's birthday. Live has always. <laughs> you're two right. years they did it. It was during my family vacation both years. No, I um, was confusing them. It was your son's birthday yeah, party this year. Exactly, and yeah. you know what? I have three sons, and I was considered enough to only have two birthdays. Ah. between the three of them. So I don't see why out of the 50 other weekends of the year, Popwood couldn't pick one. But this year they did, so I really appreciate it. Diami, did you did you let Megan know last year that it was your, your son's birthday? I did, and for some reason she didn't scrap the calendar oh, and start over. See if we invite Megan to the calendar again. Sorry, Megan. Yeah, okay, fine. Fine, fine we'll invite you to the calendar again. There we go. <laughs> Okay, so we've got those events coming up. Now, I guess we're going to get uh, – well, we're going to do this one kind of quickly because we are getting close to uh, close to an hour here. Um, so what did you guys get for Christmas that was woodworking-related? Chris, you get anything? <laughs> um, not really. I, I, this this was a conversation we had earlier, and, and we can talk about um, kind of things that we did, you know, last-minute elf and stuff like that, but – I I didn't I I did go out and buy a few things of of my own and I'll, I'll call those Christmas presents because I've been uh, I've been doing some spoon carving and stuff as I've talked about for the past couple so I did buy uh, a, a couple of scoops and uh, uh, carving knives with the the curve in it um, you know but as far as getting you know any presents we uh, we we kind of shied away from doing a whole lot with with that this year so. No. Cool. Well, I mean, you know, that happens sometimes. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's yeah. funny. I didn't get anything woodworking related this year either because, you know, again, you know, there's there's this large black table saw sitting next to me. Um, the Laguna Fusion that I that uh, I purchased uh, just before the holidays, and I figured that would be plenty good for woodworking. That's a woodworking present. Come on. We'll count that. It happened in December. We'll count it. You know, it, it's a woodworking present, so it'll 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 count. So, it, 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 by the way, the, the saw is just beautiful, and and I just I just sometimes at night I find myself out here just looking at it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you I'm curl sorry. up on top of it, don't you, Tom? I, I, I do. And I, you and take I the fence off. Holding you my, curl yeah, up. Holding, holding my stuffed monkey, I fall asleep on top of it. And it it right. makes me feel better about myself. So I understand. The world the world is okay on top of my table saw. So I, I feel pretty good about that. Although I do want to plug it when I lay on top. What about you, Diamond? you get anything woodworking? 
Uh, a couple little things. I got a sorting tray for nuts and bolts. <laughs> I was not uh, terribly excited <laughs> by it. Uh, it. You know what? It's pretty practical. And it was one of these things where my dad bought himself one, so he bought me one too. And Wait, why not? If you share a hobby with your parents, you ever get that where they get themselves something and you end up with the same thing for Christmas? Exactly. Um, and next time I need to organize uh, nuts or bolts, it's actually going to come in pretty handy. And I believe it's magnetic. It's got a little little mouth on it. You can pour them out. Um, it, all things being equal, I shouldn't be mocking it. It's, for what it is, it's pretty handy. But um, you like it's, to mock. It's a, it's a little loose to call it a woodworking thing. Um, but what I what I asked for was uh, since I got the new bandsaw, I asked for Taunton's complete illustrated guide to bandsaws. So what I got was Taunton's complete illustrated guide to table saws. Um, an, another very valuable book, which I happen to already own a copy of. Um, so I uh, I returned. Actually, I couldn't return it. I gave it away uh, to another woodworker who will use it. Um, and then I went out and bought myself the complete illustrated guide to bandsaws, which uh, Raleigh Johnson did a very good job on. It's a great book. I would highly recommend it. I'm about two thirds way through it right now. Um, so that was the closest thing to a woodworking related gift I got for Christmas. Nice. Now, well, well, since we're since we're talking about you know, um, you know about about Christmas presents we receive, what about things you built for other folks? See, yeah, now, I, I, this, I think this, that's more of what we did was build things for other people than actually receive things ourselves. Than actually, yes. Yeah, well, it's always better to give than receive, right? That's right. That's yes. the rumor going around, at least. Um, so, so anyway, what he did was uh, uh, for the uh, public information officers in my office, uh, the, the folks who are, you know, they don't report to me, but I'm the I'm the most senior PIO in the office. I built uh, I built them all. Uh, Your fancy uh, job. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a it's a fancy job. Yeah. Um, what he did was I uh, I built them all cutting boards, paddle style cutting boards, and uh, and they were they were so shocked. They were amazed that that first of all that anybody had thought about them. They had a parade. And secondly, and secondly that somebody had thought enough to build something for them. So that was, I mean, it was really nice. I mean, they they all kind of gasped. They all kind of looked at it like, "Wow, you built this for me." Turns out one of them closed on her house cool. um, that same day, so it was like it was the perfect thing she could hang in her in her in her in her, in her kitchen. So it was it was it was funny. So it worked out pretty well. So uh, yeah. so they they were all excited about it. No, that's nice. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, so they, you know, they we unwrapped them, and you know, they unwrapped them, and it it was fun. We they they had a good time. No, it's nice. It's nice when you can do. Um, you know, it, it's funny as woodworkers and stuff. Sometimes we don't appreciate, um, you know, how much others appreciate our our work. So, um, you know, doing something like a cutting board like that, and you know, you may go, oh, you know, it's not that big a deal to make these, but uh, you know, it's a big deal. People people really appreciate that they're actually. Uh, you know, doing something with your hands and, and building something for them. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it was def- that was definitely, you know, what was going on there. I mean, they were they were definitely surprised that, you know, that somebody actually thought. Right. You know, to, to build them something. So it was it was cool. Cool. Definitely. What about what about you, Chris? I, a um, couple of things. I, I, I muted myself. Can I interrupt you for a second? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, tell me. I'm talking and, and you're not hearing me. Um, to touch on that about how your coworkers appreciated the cutting boards. Um, I saw them. They looked really nice. That said, I think we'll all agree they are a fairly straightforward project. And not that you shouldn't be um, congratulated for making a, a really neat project for your for your coworkers. Where are you going with this, Davy Downer? You weren't going out on this tremendous limb of you know a thousand hours into a project for them. It was a fairly straightforward project. And well, you know, I, I, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you this. Dude. But, I mean, the part of part of the part of the reason was you know I'm not related to them. You know? <laughs> no, 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 I don't mean that as a bad thing, Tom. I, I don't. Just let, let me finish this. Um, we talked about the post from Dave Knopf's before, where he's talking about 
how as a woodworker, he sees all the work that goes into it. And he was comparing it to projects where people don't appreciate all that goes into it. So I think that it's not specifically that non-woodworkers don't appreciate woodworking. It's that as non-woodworkers, they really don't understand what goes into it. And having them have an appropriate level of appreciation is difficult, if not impossible. And you either do a ton of work and they don't realize how much work it is and don't appreciate it, or you do a little bit of work and they think it's fantastic because it's something handmade for them. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that you didn't do a nice thing for Christmas time, so please don't get me wrong there. But I was just making a comment on how no, I, was, I was just trying to make a comment on how recipients of homemade gifts often don't appreciate. You know, they appreciate the sentiment absolutely, but they don't often appreciate the skill and the labor that went into whatever it is. And it's just interesting to watch and engage their reaction and how it's not necessarily proportional to the amount of effort that went into what was made for them. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to counter that somewhat. I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying, but at the same time, I don't think there's a perception at all. I don't think there's a perception either way. They don't have a perception whether there's an hour involved or a hundred hours involved. I, I think the well, problem is, well, I, is a lot of people don't know at all how things are made because we're we're in a society that's so that that's that's the IKEA and Walmart society that you know everything comes from from some plant somewhere, and I don't think there's any perception. So if if you go how is if you go up to somebody that has no clue about anything about woodworking, anything about you know any trade or craft or something like that and say how much time do you think this is you're going to get anywhere from an hour to a hundred hours in and based on their opinion because there's really no perception they have nothing to compare it to i absolutely agree and that, that but that's the point i'm making is that they don't know how much you know they have no concept of what it was right. to make right and their uh their pre their level of appreciation while while genuine and heartfelt is not necessarily you know sometimes it's way off the mark in terms of sure how much they think you did for them yeah no i get that and, it, and it's probably both directions yeah well they liked it i'm sure they <laughs> so did fair. they should it was beautiful we're getting so fair. we're getting philosophical here tom yeah. come on now <laughs> well they liked it so there <laughs> and what about uh, you Dan? i mean you build anything scrooge <laughs> i built this <laughs> i built a shoe bench um oh, and i a shoe I call- bench yeah, I call it a shoe bench because the seat is extra low. It's literally made to sit on while you put your shoes on and off. Uh, I like so, that. So um, off the top of my head, I want to say it's 16 inches. I don't quite remember how tall it is, but I actually I played around with a couple of different heights, and I, I picked a height that was specifically low because the point where, where the bench goes, it's just outside the door to the living space. So you can take your shoes on and off. And it's actually, it was a it was a Christmas present from my dad, and it, go, it went in his shop upstate. And I may have talked about this before, but he has, he built a barn upstate and the first floor is roughly the equivalent of an eight car garage in, in real rough terms of, of how big it is. And then the second floor is a little bit less than half that footprint. And that's the living space. Um, so he has a staircase that goes up to the second floor and there's a, there's a, it's essentially, it's an exterior door that's in the middle of a stairwell that goes from the the living space to the shop and just outside that door on the landing is he had one of those like uh, work platforms you pick up at, at a home center for like $30 and it's like 
16 inches wide by by 40 inches long and it's it stands about 18 inches off the floor i'm sure you know what i'm talking about because the aluminum ones with the legs that yes. fold out right yes um so we had one of them for years um and that's where you'd sit down to, to take your shoes on and off so i made him a bench to do that and it's a it's a live edge piece of blonde wood <laughs> that i got from carrie holtman years ago i don't know what type of wood it is and that is um that's dovetail together and then it's got these really square walnut legs that are on the other end of it and the the live edge and the, the square edge is kind of um contrast each other so that that was the the bench D- i made for my dad that D- was the only thing i got out for christmas Diami, D- i i i've i've said this before but i i i love your dad i mean i've met your dad several times we we uh i i really like your dad but now and i've always wanted to go up to his barn shop but now i'm concerned i have to pull my shoes off yeah. no no you take your shoes off when you go into the living space oh, okay so i don't need to take this it off in the shop just in the living no, space no, no, upstairs no. yeah this is this is at the top of the stairs so after you've been making sawdust all day uh, you out snow because it's in upstate new york you walk up the stairs you sit on this bench you take off your shoes and you go into the living space got it so by upstate new york you mean yonkers right well, it if it was Yonkers, I would absolutely still call it Upstate New York because Yonkers is, is Upstate New York. Well, I thought, that was, I thought Canada was Upstate New York. I, you know, that's that's what us, that's what us Southerners think. This place happens to be in Greenwich, which is essentially even with Saratoga across the Hudson River. Gotcha. Nice. Um, so, all right. That's, if you just heard in the background, my. Uh, my my wife was opening our garage door and uh Is that what that was? <laughs> yes and and I was trying to turn that down and it didn't work so it didn't work sorry about well. that guys oh, well. stuff happens um so good i'm i'm glad that i don't have to pull my shoes off in your dad's shop but uh um uh, mr Flock, yeah, I'll, I'll pull my shoes off when i go upstairs i promise <laughs> you guys are appreciate that <laughs> and with that and with that note that about wraps you it didn't up. ask me tom What's up with what about that? you? What you build? You said you built spoons. You didn't ask me. Well, what you build? <laughs> Man, Tom is trying to get off here tonight. Yeah, he's Tom's ready for bed. Are you I'm, trying? I'm, Tom, I'm, I'm an old man. I'm Tom, I know you're getting kind of old, but what's going on with that? Two uh, two thirty had dinner. It's Florida. Come on. <laughs> is that why you live in Florida? Just so you'll be ready when you get old. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, you got a problem with that? <laughs> well, what about you, Chris? What you build? Um, I built, um, I made my wife a spoon. No, I made her a hand mirror. So did you, did you give her the the mirror from the video? Um, did I do a, a video on the mirror? Didn't you make a video on a mirror? No. Am I, I imagining things? No, I, no, I'm sorry. You know what? I, you're right. I did a, um, um, I did a last minute elf uh, video and I did show the the mirror in the last minute elf video. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of cool. It was a a little project where I I basically took some some wingate and then I took some holly that from the big holly tree I'd cut down a couple of years ago. Um, took that and some some mahogany and and made this cool little hand mirror for her and she absolutely loved it. She thought it was the the greatest thing ever and I had to go and in, in her in the bathroom, I had to go on her side and put a hook on the wall and put a little leather strap on it and uh, 
she uh, she she loved it. So so that was a that was fun. I mean, it wasn't that big of a bigger project, but it was fun. It was it was something that you know that was personal and and she liked. So uh, I think that's a lot of times what we we have to look at is uh you know what what um and and that's kind of comes back to the comment I said a minute ago that people don't understand how much things go into. So you know when when you make something for somebody it, really how much time you spend on it, it's almost irrelevant it's it's yeah. um it, it's really kind of how much they they get out of it and how much they enjoy it so uh so that's I did that absolutely true yeah i um i did that i i've i've really got to where i've made quite a few spoons lately and and i really haven't made a lot of spoons for people for christmas and and all that but i've been kind of working on kind of what I think is a good spoon and okay. and part of that is to you know to give out some spoons and make some stuff so you know I've been I've been tasked to um uh, with a couple of the family members and on my side and my wife's side to uh to give them some spoons and and so I I'm kind of picky about that so I don't want to just make something and give it out so I've been working on some you know what I think is a good spoon and and kind of perfecting that a little bit to, to send out. So um, that most recent spoon you posted was it today or yesterday on your Instagram? Yes, um, it was a really nice looking spoon. It looked re- it refined is the word I would use to that, describe it. I Ooh. I yeah. I, I'm glad you said that because that is um, it is getting much closer to um, to what I I like. You know, and and it's funny because. You know, I, I think I also posted on that 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 my wife is uh, my greatest supporter and my greatest critic because she tells me, you know, it, you know, she picks up a spoon. And she goes, "Yeah, I like that," but yeah. you know, it's kind of flat. It's not really, you know, there needs to be a little more slope here. There needs to be a little, and so so I've actually been trying to come up with the the designs and. Uh, it's nice having and and actually Izzy, um, our seven year old, uh, she she's a critic. I actually posted a picture of her on Instagram with, you know, eating some soup with with the spoon, and she took a couple of bites and she handed me the spoon back <laughs> and said, "Give me a spoon from the cabinet." So, uh, oh, <laughs> so, oh, so so the spoon that you actually said that that i posted um you know i think yesterday i actually posted the the finished spoon on it um i i actually handed that spoon to my seven-year-old you know i'm almost i'll be 41 this this weekend and my seven-year-old i hand the spoon to and said izzy what do you think and she goes you know daddy i like this spoon she goes I like the depth of it. This one's got more depth than the other spoon that you made. And I think that when I was eating my chicken noodle soup, that this would hold more soup because it's a little deeper. And she says, I like that it's bent a little more. <laughs> so, nice. <laughs> great. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I appreciated that also. Um, and then the other one I touched on earlier was... Uh, was the spatulas um, that I've been working on? So, so I actually got tasked to make for my mother-in-law uh, a couple of spatulas. So, um, so that's that. That was kind of a fun little thing. And you know, I, like I said before, I'd I'd made a couple of those years and years ago, um, and I posted that. I didn't think it was really any of that big a deal because I mean, literally, it took me fifteen twenty minutes tops to make it. But a couple of people said, "Hey, um, why don't you post some plans or video or something like that?" So. 
I mean, they're completely freehand, but you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably do some kind of little video or something like that on it. Cool. Yeah. Nice. You with your spatulas. Oh, the spatulas. The spatulas. You'll be, you'll be out there cooking. Next thing you know, you'll be running a cooking blog. Hey, I love cooking. <laughs> I cook all the time. Hey, there we go. Maybe we got something for you. If you, throw, if, 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 you, if, if you can't woodwork anymore, you know, you, you instead of quilting, you go to cooking. You know, that's right. I'll, I'll probably go to cooking rather than quilting. There we I go. Think I'd, sooner, to... I'd sooner quilt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate cooking. All right, so that leads us into our next segment, and, and it's our voicemails. We've talked about this for a couple episodes now, that we now have a phone number that you can call into and leave questions and comments about the show uh, and such, and that number is 828-484-1874. So, um, you know, please uh, give us a call and, and, and leave us your uh, questions and comments. And right now we've got our um, our first voicemail we're going to play. So here we go. Well, hello, this is James Coleman in uh, Reardon, Washington. I'm just calling to let you guys know I have been listening to all your podcasts. I think you guys are great, and uh, keep up the good work. When I have a question, I'll ask you guys. But anyhow, keep up the good work, and I'll uh, hopefully uh, be in touch. Thank you. Goodbye. All right, so there was uh, was James, and uh, hey, James, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. And you know what, we would uh, we'd love to hear from uh, some more of our listeners, and uh, you know, just give us your your comments, or if you got a question, we'd we'd love to hear that. Absolutely, exactly, and you know, actually, James, if we have a question, can we call you? <laughs> Because believe me, we got lots of questions, so we'll, we'll try to figure out something later. So um, with that, that just about wraps it up for the show. Um, if you're missing us already, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. Once you're subscribed, be sure to never miss another exciting episode. And while you're on iTunes, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating, even if you don't believe we deserve it. And I can see why you wouldn't think so. It helps our rank so others can more easily find us. If you want to learn more about the Modern Woodworkers Association, be sure to visit modernwoodworkersassociation.com. Follow the MWA on Twitter at MWA underscore national, like the MWA on Facebook, or circle Modern Woodworkers Association on Google+. While you're there, you can join the MWA Google Plus community for project sharing discussion and loads of woodworking banter. You could also join the Google Plus quilting community for lots of discussion with Al Navas. <laughs> <laughs> yes you can <laughs> all right and so i am chris adkins of highrockwoodworking.com or you can also find me at highrockww on twitter and instagram and all those other internet places i'm diami plotke of penultimatewoodshop.com and i'm penultimatewoodshop on instagram sweet and I'm resident shop monkey, Tom Iovino of Tom'sWorkbench.com and at Tom's Workbench on Twitter and not on Instagram. So you won't be seeing me there. Okay. And uh, until we talk to you again, we wish you all a happy sawdust. Out. Peace.